This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Peacher at SLC Management, and thanks for dialing in to this episode of 3 and 5. Today, Tom Murphy's with us. Tom has been heading our institutional business at uh, SLC Management, but has now been named to a new role, which is president of SLC Fixed Income, which is our investment-grade fixed income business within SLC. So, Tom, thanks for joining, and congratulations. Uh, Thanks very much, Steve. Great to be here again. So you're taking on this new role at a time that is interesting in markets. I just glanced at my Bloomberg and the senior treasury is just under 3%, but it's been above the last couple of days. And that's a big rise over the last couple of months. And that's led to volatility across markets. So how has this recent volatility impacted our business and our clients from your point of view? There's certainly lots going on in the macro environment. There's the the war in Ukraine. The world is suffocated by supply constraints. We've got raging inflation. And as you say, we got rising rates. In fact, if you look at the credit markets, the long credit yield has gone from somewhere around 3% to about 5% over the last number of months. And so in nominal value, actually, long credit's fallen by about 20% in that short period of time. I saw a statistic recently that said we haven't had a drawdown like that in the credit markets since 1788. So I'm not quite sure who's been keeping the books that long, but it comes with good pedigree behind it. It's certainly an interesting time to take on a new role. We won't be bored in the existing kind of volatile environment. From a client perspective, Having said all of that, it's actually, I would say, relatively reasonable news from a client perspective. If I look at pension clients, most pension plans are under-hedged relative to rates. And so when rates go up, obviously the asset value has fallen for their fixed income portfolio, but their liabilities have fallen by more. And so from a funded status perspective, they're actually relatively healthy. I just looked this morning. We published funded status estimate on a monthly basis. The funded status for a typical plan was about 90% at the start of 20. 2021, it's now at about 108%. So as a kind of result of rising rates, that's really helped funded status. So many pension plans, I think, are relatively speaking healthy. And I think they're using this as an opportunity to rebalance back into fixed income at higher rates. And as they kind of execute their glide paths and get closer to fully funded status or even beyond that, using it as, again, a rebalancing mechanism back in at higher rates. And if I look at insurers just briefly, insurers, I think, also see this as a reasonable opportunity. They can now reinvest at higher yields and therefore create higher income. And on balance, that should be good for their business. So within that environment, our role is to help our clients understand the big picture, obviously help them to navigate volatile markets in terms of mitigating risks, but also to help seek and grasp opportunities that present themselves. You know, I think the best asset managers are growing businesses because it creates energy, it creates opportunity for employees, it creates creates opportunities for clients, and growth will be one of your areas of focus in this role. What do you see as future growth opportunities? I think we have a myriad of growth opportunities across the business, but I'll make it simple, which is that as long as we support and focus on our clients, I think our business will grow. And so if I use clients as the context to talk about growth opportunities from an insurance perspective, we know that our clients are looking for partners who can help them from an asset liability modeling, from an overall strategic perspective, who can help them with regulatory capital, who can help them with access to alternatives, particularly in the existing environment. So we know we can manage fixed income, but we can also bring a whole myriad of capabilities to the table to help clients from an insurance perspective in a much more holistic way. So I think we have permission to play in the insurance space. We already have about 100 insurance clients, and I think we can grow that part of our business. As you say, it'll be fantastic to bring additional value to our clients, but that also helps our people and helps them grow their careers. A couple of other ones I will highlight in the investment grade private fixed income space, we've had remarkable success 
grown that business very, very nicely over the past number of years in Canada and also more recently in the US. In fact, it's been so successful that we're now coming up against some, I'll call them capacity constraints. And so as clients look to invest in investment grade privates, they're looking for additional diversification, they're looking for enhanced yields, they get backed by collateral in the private marketplace. So we'd like to bring more of that to the table. So we're looking for additional capacity in the US, but we're also looking for additional capacity in international markets. And then the, the last one I'll touch on just briefly is sustainability. Obviously, that's a trend and a wave that's unstoppable on a global basis. And different parts of the world are in different phases in their adoption of ESG and sustainability. But we have a lot of clients who signed up to net zero by 2050, including our, our parent company, who is our client. And so they're going to need help and support in getting there. We've invested a lot of money in technology and in people and in data to help us run our portfolios on a more sustainable basis. And so I'm hoping that as clients go on that journey, we can be there right beside them, supporting them and growing our business. Let me ask you a uh, next question from a slightly broader perspective. I know you and your team have been spending time talking to large global institutions about a broader strategic relationship across our broader platform involving the various specialty managers that the SLC management is, is partnered with. So can you give us some insight into those discussions and what is the benefit of that type of arrangement to an institutional client? I think this is a trend that we've seen for a number of years across clients who are looking to reduce the number of managers that they're working with on a day-to-day -day basis. They're looking to kind of streamline relationships and also to gain some forms of economies of scale. And as they do that, they're looking for partners with broad global capabilities who can help them solve problems in a myriad of ways, problems that they're facing today in terms of market volatility, but also problems or even opportunities that might come to play in the future. And so they're looking for a partner who is good for today, but also is to some extent future-proof and can work with them as the markets and as time evolves. In doing that, I don't think they have any interest in compromising on quality. So they like streamlined relationships, but they clearly want to have stellar investment performance and excellent performance right through the kind of the suite of capabilities I think that all leans very well into, as you say, our specialty manager structure. Clients can work with us on a global basis, whether it's in public or private fixed income, real estate equity, real estate debt, or indeed infrastructure. And by working with our specialty managers, they get focused investment teams, focused on their asset classes with a significant level of employee ownership. And I think that all aligns interests between ourselves and our clients as we grow those relationships. And then to give you a sense of the benefits, obviously those streamlining of relationships is one thing that they're looking for, but also large clients are looking for opportunities to co-invest. They're looking for opportunities to kind of reserve capacity in some parts of the alternative markets, which are capacity constrained. They're looking for access to our research. They're looking for access from a peer-to-peer -peer perspective. Obviously, people who listen to your podcast will know that we're an asset owner as well as an asset manager. And so as an asset owner, we know how to manage long-term financial obligations because we've been doing that for over 150 years. And so from a peer-to-peer -peer perspective, we can engage with many of our clients on that basis. And then clearly, they're looking for economies of scale in terms of financials. And that's something that we can bring to the table. So a whole lot of reasons, Steve, why clients are, I think, engaging with us right across the platform and for us to connect the dots across that platform such that we add value in a kind of a seamless way. So one uh, personal question before we end. So I know that your favorite sport is soccer, but if you're turning on the TV in the U.S. and you can't find the Premier League on the box and you got to watch something in the U.S., what's the next choice? 
Well, the great news in this day and age is I very rarely turn on the box because I've got a, subscriptions to about 10 different streaming services. Uh, and so I can find soccer 24 hours of the day if I really wanted to. But if I can't find soccer on TV, I suppose it's a bit seasonal. So right now, watching the Celtics based in Boston, it's hard to uh, not watch the Celtics, particularly when in playoffs. And then uh, when it's football season, I watch football. This is probably sacrilege, but obviously I support the New England Patriots and watch Tom Brady for many years. And then when we went to Tampa Bay, I don't know why, but my allegiance seemed to move from New England to Tampa. <laughs> So I watched more of Tom Brady than I did of the New England Patriots, but I've adopted the American sports. They're not quite number one for me, but they're, they're a close number two and number three. Well, it's a good time of year to be in Boston with the Celtics competitive in the playoffs and the Bruins as well. Yeah. And this year may not be the year for the Red Sox, but at least we got two out of three going. Thanks for taking the time. Congrats on the new role. And thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of 3 and 5. Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs>